0: In October 2020, two brothers began recording a podcast about the horror movies they love. All things seemed successful till they vanished in March of 2021. Now they have returned, the same yet somehow different. You're listening to Horror everybody welcome back to another edition of horror
1: bros i'm your host jason johnson along with jt johnson how you doing brother doing all right how about you been a minute been a minute schedules have been a little uh wonky as a little,
0: usual a little wacky yeah yeah uh um, oh, we're
1: back baby
0: oh yeah <laughs> so uh so what's been going on with you movie
1: was have you have you
0: seen any things you want to throw out there to us
1: i got three awesome Three of them bad boys. Three new movies. First, you need to hop on over to Amazon Prime and watch Totally Killer. Um, awesome. It's about a, a a girl who her mom gets killed by a killer that killed a bunch of her friends back in the 80s. Just so happens this girl has a friend that has a time machine. And, t- and it takes her back to the 80s where she can try to prevent maybe not only the original murders but maybe stop the killer when he was younger as well. Uh-huh. And so it's got very big back to the future vibes. It's a horror comedy. It's not meant to be taken too seriously. I mean, right. I think the plot alone signals that I'll admit. um, I did have a couple of problems. My biggest one of which was not everyone sucked in the eighties, the way this movie portrays everyone sucking, right? Like they set her up. They set the main character up as someone who is a rebellious teen who doesn't get along with her mom but yet when she goes back into the 80s everyone is horrible they shouldn't be saying things that they should be saying it's kind of she suddenly becomes a fucking virtue character that just is constantly like well the past was fucking bigoted and bullshit and like kind of leans into that a little too heavily to the point where i'm like all right look i lived through part of the 80s and it wasn't that bad, don't get me wrong, it wasn't great, right, but <laughs> right, but it was a little bit of like looking through the lens, um a millennial looking back on the eighties, uh with maybe a little bit too harsh of an eye, yeah, they don't um uh and told through a character that I'm actually is is told in the beginning of the film is is a pretty immature person, so <laughs> right. Um, And it's the same immaturities. Now, the film does explore that, too. Like, she realizes that her mom went through some of the same things that she's going through with her and all that kind of stuff. So it's got that going for it. And it's ultimately great. But that was just my only real beef for it. I don't want to say too much more than that because it's got kind of a Scream-esque mystery vibe to it. You know, who's the killer and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I do recommend it. I I recommend all three films I'm talking about today. Mm -hmm. The second one is... A film that is surprisingly getting its ass kicked by the critics, but I think I know why. Mm-hmm. The Exorcist Believer, Um, it is a good movie. Um, It's a good follow-up. It's not the original fucking movie. It's not right. as good as the classic, one of the best films ever fucking made. Of course it's not, but that's what the critics are holding it up against, and they can't right. get over the first movie and... Um, now, I admit their one main criticism is true, and this may affect your perception of the movie. It does not add anything new to the proceedings in terms of you're not going to learn any revelations or anything like that. Right. Um, but I thought it had some cool twists and turns, and it had that same moody atmosphere. That's another thing. Like, some people are saying, man, this movie is slow and moody, and I want to just stop him and go, you mean like the fucking first movie? Yeah. That ain't exactly a jump scare, a minute thrill ride. It takes a moment for the before the green pea starts flying. All right, right. Um, that's the thing. They want to revere this movie that they don't seem to remember very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I recommend it. I, I was I did not know the Rotten Tomato score going in, so when I came out and Courtney was like, "Dude, it's like the Rotten Tomato scores." almost didn't come because like the Rotten Tomato scores is like in the twenties, 20s, like twenty something percent. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's way too low. I would have accepted something around like the fifties or sixties, maybe. Yeah. But, but no. Uh, now the third film is highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. In fact, it's the highest rated in the entire series, and I fucking loved it. Oh yeah, I know what you're about to Saw say. Saw ten, man. Yeah. That movie fucking rocks, yeah. man.
0: Everyone is saying it's 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 one of the best movies. It's the, uh, it is, the, and, and a lot of people are saying it's the best in this series so far, ever, you know.
1: Well, you yeah, know, that, that first movie has like such a great twist and yeah. and revelation and all that kind of stuff that I can't quite put it above the first one. Now, that's partially me yeah. just not being able to get a, get rid of my own reverence for uh, a previous film. Yeah. But man, you give me Tobin Bell as Jigsaw playing his game with people who screwed him over and now it's a revenge thriller plot kind of situation going on. Right. This is a fucking movie, man, and it's fucking great. Now, admittedly, uh, Shawnee Smith comes back as Amanda. She, she has not aged as well as Tobin Tobin Bell, so it's like this movie's supposed to be set between Sauls one and two. Right. And, and like this must be her in between when she was between being rough and uh, yeah being cleaned up. I guess I don't know, but she does a great job. But it's like.
0: They couldn't afford Marvel de aging. Yeah, it's the problem of, <laughs> of 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 filming a story out of order like that. You know, it's just the way it is. It's actors I, age.
1: You I know? love that the I love that the producers said that like, man, we really wish we hadn't killed off Jigsaw as soon as we did. I'm like, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but no, I fucking loved it. I thought, you know, for me for years, Saw 2. Was the sequel that I liked the most, and and I like those first seven films, the ones that were released between two thousand four and two thousand ten. Jigsaw can take a hike, and I haven't watched Spiral yet, but um, I like those first seven movies, and and the second one was always my favorite of those. But yeah, I think Saw ten may have dethroned uh, Saw two as the best sequel. I yeah. I definitely highly recommend it because also it's it's probably the most Tobin Bell. We've all we've all we've gotten right, and that dude that dude rocks it. I mean, this dude is up there with Robert England, Kane Hodder, uh, Doug Bradley, Brad Dorif. Uh, yeah. As like he has created a character that will stand the test of time with Jigsaw, and uh, I dig it. I love it. That I wanted to end on that one because I knew I would probably gush on that one a little bit too much. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Well, as far as news goes, um, I do have some. You know, an in memoriam, Jason, you probably saw this in the news. Um, actress Piper Laurie uh, died on October 14th at the age of 91, lived a good long life. Yeah. Um, to any audience members out there who may not know who Piper Laurie is, you'll definitely remember one of her most famous roles. It's a role that even nabbed her a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, She played Margaret White, the mother to Carrie White, in 1976's Carrie. Uh, And later on in her career, she had a role in in Twin Peaks. Um, Those are the two things I see noted in all of her uh, tributes uh, since she passed. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to give her a quick salute. Beyond that, uh, I don't have any news because I've been working on something that you and I are going to record soon and it will be released on October 31st. It'll be released on Halloween day. Um, the, it's going to be our first Halloween special. It's going to be a special episode. And this first special, you may think, Hey, he's going to cover the Halloween series. No, uh, that's too obvious. Uh, yeah. and, And, and also I have plans for that later. Uh, I actually, as I was doing this special, I was like, ooh, I have an angle for Halloween if we do a special on the whole series. Right. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, we're going to look at the Friday the 13th series. Uh, and what I have done is I have ranked all the films. It's my personal list. This is not a definitive list. This is my personal worst to best all 12 Friday the 13th films. Yes. Um, and the way we're going to do it is I have these Shout Factory uh, Blu-ray releases that I got from the Ultimate set in 2020. I'm going to have them sitting here next to me. And as we go through each film, the first thing I'm going to do to introduce each film is I'm going to read the back of the of the Blu-ray box to see just how accurate it is and also to see how they marketed some of this bullshit. Because not every film in the Friday the 13th series is good. No, and, not and, at all. Uh, in fact,
0: there are some out there that would say none of them are good. Yeah, well, but fuck them because yeah. they suck. Yeah. <laughs> fucking film snobs. Um, oh.
1: Fucking film snobs can can kiss my ass. Yep. Um. But yeah, uh, that'll be our first special. We, Jason and I are going to record that soon. Um. It may even be recorded in lieu of a regular episode of our next regular episode, just so we will make sure it gets recorded and out on. By the time you wake up on Tuesday morning, Halloween day, it'll be ready for your ears.
0: There we go. Um, I uh,
1: But yeah, how about you? I was going to say, have you seen any movies or anything?
0: F- film snobs, people, we're just going to remind y'all that they hate horror until a studio's going under and horror comes along to save said studio. So fuck them. <laughs> Uh anyway, <laughs> uh, uh horror uh horror wise. Well, I did I did uh I just happened to to I was watching something else, I can't remember what it was, but uh but prom night popped up on my and and boy <laughs> howdy I watched prom night and just so happened I was up late, I couldn't sleep. And prom night two immediately plays afterwards. Prom night two, hello Mary Lou. We want to make <laughs> sure we get that right. Um and Guys, we may cover these films in the future, but boy, howdy, what pieces of shit they are! <laughs> Those two movies are fuck, especially two. Uh, that one is is a special kind of shitty film, but but even the first one, I remember because I had not watched these since they first came out. Uh, you know, in, in Prom Night was years ago. I mean, I mean, we're talking. You know, 40 years ago was made probably 30, 35 years ago whenever I watched them, you know, on video or whatever because I wanted to see a horror film and there was one on the rack there at the video store. And uh I didn't remember it being that bad, but it's a bad movie.
1: <laughs> I, I remember I just recently watched both Prom Night and Prom Night 2. Yeah. And after I watched Prom Night 1, I was like, that was fine. It's decent. goes on to a stack of many, many other yeah. 80 slashers that a lot of them do better than that. Right. Um, Prom Night 2, Mary Lou, I think I forgot almost as soon as I watched it. Oh my
0: it. God, it is such a horrible fucking film. I, Michael I think, Ironside's is so wasted in that
1: movie. I think what got me through it is I was watching that one as part of uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Riggs. And so yeah. his com- his yeah. commentary will get you through anything. Oh yeah, anything. Um,
0: he, um but yeah, no, I other than that not much horror wise I've just been doing shows basically. Oh, and I played uh, uh Starfield through to the end. So, you know, that took up quite a bit of time, so
1: Is it, is it good? Like cuz I've been hearing so much mixed about it that I'll I was like, well, I no.
0: thoroughly enjoyed the gameplay. The story is pretty wild. Um And I didn't – I'm doing all the side missions now because I I won't say what it is, but the end of this game does something interesting that Bethesda hasn't really explored doing before. And and, and so – but um, overall, I'd recommend the game. Now, if they told me that they were going to delay Elder Scrolls or delay a Fallout game because they wanted to work on the next Starfield – I'd be pretty pissed. It's not something that I want to see my two favorite Bethesda franchise delayed for. Right. To see this come out. It's it's um in fact, I'll be honest with you, this game is a good game to play, but I feel like it should be a one-off. I don't think it's something they should develop a series for. Unless there is a DLC coming, they may come up with something spectacular for the DLC and I'll be like oh yeah now I see how they can really expand this so Keep I'll, it going. Yeah, yeah so I'll I'll see but I will say this much like I said I just played straight through the main storyline so I could get the story done now I'm doing all the side missions uh uh side quests and stuff and um there's a ton of it there's there's so much shit that I have left to do in this game there it, all over the place but yeah yeah it's not it's not quite what I Wanted it to be, yeah,
1: but it's... It, it that was the thing. It, it wasn't the killer app for me because, as you right. know, I don't have an Xbox, um, right. I've got the, the PS5, um, and and it wasn't enough of a killer app for me. Once I saw mixed responses, I was kind of like, okay, well, it's not that big blowout game that I think people were hoping it would be from that you usually get from Bethesda, right? Um, Which... I've actually
0: Oh, go ahead. Well, speaking of gaming, though, uh, we I may be doing something special here shortly, uh, where I uh, review my first uh, game while also seeing the movie related to it. Because on October 27th, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's comes out. I've never played the game. Same. It just didn't seem interesting to me at that time. But it is horror related. The movie looks like it might be all right. and uh, Blumhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, uh, and I, that might be the first time I review a game along with a movie, you know, uh, it'll I be actually, a new movie, so it won't be like one of our in-depth reviews, but it'll be something that I'll mention the movie with the game.
1: I actually had that thought cause I know I am going to go watch the movie. Uh, it's Bloomhouse. It's feature. It features Matthew Lillard. Who's a, right. Uh, Scream King, as they they call some some people these days, um. But also, but they, as far as video games for me are concerned, nothing horror at the moment. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption two, yeah. Um, and Red Dead Redemption. What's great about the PlayStation Five is it shows you exactly how many hours you've put into a game, yeah. Total from your account, even from previous consoles. Yeah, I've put in, 205 hours in two hundred and five hours into. Oh yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Jesus Christ, that game is just fucking exquisite. But I'm waiting for uh, October 20th, Spider-Man 2. Yep. That's my my big release. Yep. And I've already seen some things where they're saying, like, nope, they did it again. And, and yep. Som- I think Insomniac, I think, who who does that? Um, it's been some so, mind. yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I'm I'm
0: thinking about adding a segment here eventually, Um we want to have a little more time to 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 play some horror video games. Maybe not play them all the way through, but at least play them enough to where I know the game well enough that we could kind of go, yeah, you know, I'd play this if I were you, you know, and add horror uh, video games into this. Little
1: oh, I could talk forever about Resident Evil, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know That's... you
0: in that game. You you have been in that I'm... franchise from day one.
1: I'm talking, yeah, old school tank controls, bitch. Right, I know that game. I was the one that people were like, "Can you play this?" Because I can't do the controls. I'm like, "Hey, yeah, I can. Let's go." Yep. (laughs) And
0: uh, then, uh, and and also uh, the series I never got into because I, I, you know, I was out of video games for a little while. I just kind of, you know, I I was busy raising a kid and deploying and doing all that jazz, and uh, and I just didn't play much. But so Silent Hill, I never played that series. So I figured that'd be something cool to kind of get into. I
1: remember Freaky. the first game. I remember the first game was great and yeah, very yeah. moody. Uh but I never play I never got into that as much as I did Resident yeah. Evil. The um, one that I'm really
0: wanting to play and and kind of review first is um the uh Aliens um Isolation oh,
1: uh, Alien Isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz Cause, uh
0: cuz cause Dylan played that and Dylan's my son, guys, JT's nephew, and he uh says that's truly one of the scariest games he ever played. It actually is. They did very well at making it scary. So I want to <laughs> I wanna play that and see if it can get me.
1: And not only that, one of the bonuses for that game is you can play through the first movie, yeah. and everybody came back to voice their roles. No shit. That's awesome. Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Yafik Kodo, they all came back. I'll be uh, Harry Dean Stanton, yep. Yeah. I'll be um, Speaking of I
0: was deployed for stuff, Um, I want to go ahead and do my movie first because
1: we're going to talk way
0: more about your movie than we're going to talk about mine.
1: I want you to because I want to end on a movie I liked.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I did an experiment this week. Like I said, deployed. Here I was in the desert needing any form of entertainment. Me and a couple of the guys go down to the rec tent and uh, in the rec tent, they have uh, uh, movies in there. And you can, you can uh, sign them out for the night. If you have a laptop or whatever, you can go back and watch a movie. So um, I got this movie, 30 Days of Night. And I remember me and my friends that we were watching it together over in the desert. You know, you're starved for entertainment. You just want to sit down and relax for a minute. And s- we, we liked the movie. And then over the years, I've I've kind of seen bits and pieces here and there. People talk about how shitty Thirty Days of Night was. Um, it's uh, Metacritic score is fifty three. It's Rotten Tomatoes was fifty one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes people's score is fifty six. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and we um, uh, and so I was like, well, why did I fucking like this? And so my experiment was was I so starved for entertainment? that I enjoyed this film just because I was watching a film and I was away for a minute or was it actually good? And I, and I did like it and unfortunately found out, uh, I was just starved for entertainment. This movie (laughs) fucking sucks. I can pick this part, movie apart from, for those of y'all who don't know, Barrow, Alaska, 30 days, they go into complete darkness, which is already a problem with the fucking title because Barrow, Alaska, which is now named something else, um, and is uh, actually dark for 64 days. So anyway, um, we're already fucked on the title here, you know? Uh, but for 30 days, it's straight night, and these vampires who have an insatiable need, all they feel is the hunger for blood. And so now they have got a, They make a point of changing the population sign, so you know there's 153 people that are left in town because most of the people leave Barrow for this 30 days. Uh, and so they're going to just feast on these people, um, which, you know, begs. And so, yeah, and then there's... in. Okay, our main character, the sheriff Josh Hartnett, which I'm so sorry, Josh, that you got involved with in this project. Uh, I like you, dude. You seem like a nice fellow. Uh, he, <laughs> I don't mind him. Yeah, he um, uh, the actor. <laughs> he and he and his wife are estranged. She's in town because she's a fire marshal, uh, for the state of Alaska. She goes and does inspections on equipment and shit um and she's trying to get out before the 30 days they're estranged they're not talking they're all trying to listen and this here the reason I'm bringing this up is it doesn't fucking matter that ever. ever in the fucking story they are estranged you it's that typical they're so good together why should why are they broke up you find out in a literal 10-second blurp that it's because they were having an argument because she wanted kids and he didn't. It never comes up again. It's no big fucking deal. It, this movie would have been so much better off had they started it out with them being him being the sheriff Her being the fire person there in town, they're in love, they're still together, and then watching these two people that are in love. But instead, they throw in this extra bit that every now and then someone mentions, and it's completely fucking unnecessary to the story. The head vampire, Danny Houston, great fucking actor, amazing fucking actor. Completely wasted in this film because instead of having the fucking vampires speak English, they literally went out, got a linguist, and had them make up a language for them to speak. Um, it, 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 it's it, it's no good. Um, ben Foster as their Renfield-type guy. Real quick.
1: I'm going to say something real quick. Yeah. This is my only positive note for the movie. It's probably going to be ben, mine, too. Ben Foster is the best thing this movie had going for I was it.
0: just fixing to say, best fucking part of the movie. His character that comes into town and prepares everything for them to come in and, and and feast on all these people. The vampires are completely wasted in this film. You see them jump in, chew somebody's fucking neck through and through, and fucking r- rip off people's heads, and then that's it. You, you never see them, like... Like you, you can kind of tell that there could be this really cool hierarchy, with Danny Houston being in charge, and he had that one girl that's kind of his. You know, she's always with him and everything. The one that gets burnt, and you could you could really develop something with them doing that. Instead, they're just basically animals. You know, they're these hunger-driven animals. And in let me put it to you this way too. There are some things that could be really cool about this movie. The uh, great concept
1: that there's a you, good movie in this yes,
0: movie. Yes, great concept that, that you know vampires can only be out at night. And where in the world can you go where there is you know thirty straight days of night? You know, uh, here you know um, they have this insatiable hunger. So yes, you have one hundred and fifty three people you get to just dine on. For, for, you know, 30 straight days. You know, I get it. I get the thing. and then, I never felt the
1: weight of the 30 days.
0: Right, right. Every now and then they would just pop up on the screen, day seven. And then they would still be, but it would still be like just a continuation of the scene that was before it. You know and they don't.
1: They don't look any different. Their hair's yeah, not growing. Yeah, they're not like starving. Yeah, like what the fuck? Where the fuck is the tension in this movie? And then there's
0: um uh I, I, I I'll give a shout out to another actor in this though, uh Mark Boone Jr. who I thought it was cool as the outsider guy who's actually part of the community but tries to play like he's not part of the community and in the end sacrifices himself in a really cool fucking way. Uh, Mark
1: Boone Jr and Ben Foster, two underrated yes. actors that are the only good that fucking actors in Very this
0: movie. very much so. Very much so. In, in a movie that's actually got quite a few uh, great actors. I haven't mentioned it yet, but yeah, Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, Danny Houston, Ben Foster, Mark Boone Jr. You know, good movie, good actors. And and like I say, I think we're dealing with a shit adaptation of a comic book. Um you know, and even, and now here's, some, we'll, we'll, I mean, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it right now. Of course, Um. so, you know, of course you're wondering, these people show up and they're just like ripping the necks out of all these people. And when the 30 days of night are over, of course, people are going to come back and just find 153 dead people there all mangled and shit. And so, but they actually handle this. The Alaskan Pipeline goes through Barrow. So they knocked holes in the pipeline, let the oil just spill out all through Barrow, Alaska, and flow through the street. And they're, what they're going to do is they're going to set it on fire. Everything will burn up. They will. People will come back and be like, oh, tragic accident. And then, of course, they mentioned in the movie, yeah, if we let them get away with this here... They'll go to Wainwright next. They'll go to whatever other town next. They'll do it every time there's 30 days of night somewhere. And so, yeah, you know, it, 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 but this is all just wasted. And then we get to the true end. And this is where, when I was watching this movie, I went, Oh, I forgot about this. I remembered hating this. This is not the ending we should have. Uh, So Josh Hartnett decides that he's got to save like the three fucking people that are left in out of 153 people. And uh, the only way he can do that is to inject himself with vampire blood and become one of them. And he goes out. He does have a quite cool fight with danny houston where danny is no, just kicking the no. shit out of him no yeah.
1: this ending would have been fucking fine yeah. if there was a pretty fucking cool fight at the end of it yeah true but there's not that's true yeah not, there's true, there's yeah. not. I, well like i just said he
0: gets his ass kicked. punch
1: punch yeah and then he does one quick move that looks cool yeah but is the only cool thing about yeah. it
0: yeah and punches no, through it, Danny mm-hmm. Houston's head, God and then damn it. instead of it being to where he goes through and kills all the fucking vampires, no, the rest of them get away. They fuck. They off. They get away. They just fuck off to the to wherever they're going, and and then so Josh right, Hartnett, to do it all again? yes, and then Josh Hartnett goes off with Melissa George to enjoy one last sunset, in which we see him course he's a vampire now he's in her arms and he burns to death as the sun cubs up over him because of course he wouldn't want to be a vampire
1: anyway but but safely so yes. if she doesn't get fucking burned at all
0: right right um mm. so yeah i i yeah there's so much fucking wrong with this movie and uh it was so funny getting through to the end of it and realizing right there at the end when he when he starts injecting himself with the blood, I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot about this. I hated this. And I was, and so, yeah, uh, it was pretty much back when this came out, and I was sitting over in the desert needing some entertainment. Yeah, it was fun to sit down and watch with some buddies uh, and just get a moment away. But to sit down and actually try and enjoy this film, no, there's no fucking way. I can pick this movie apart so easily. Uh, but shout out to Ben Foster and Mark Boone Jr. They were great in this movie.
1: The, um, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I was going to try to let you just talk through your whole, your whole, your whole review, but then there were some things there and oh, yeah. I was just like, God damn it, I can't
0: fucking Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, I it's, it's...
1: I, I first watched the movie when it came out in theaters. And yeah. I remember, I remember not liking it then and then I forgot it. Like, I mean, I completely forgot about it. I didn't. Right. I mean, I was a film critic, watching movies every week, uh, and you 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 take the bad ones out, and you just chunk them out of your brain when you're doing right. so many movies per week. But um, so when I rewatched it for the sake of this, uh, um, the sake of this episode, uh, at first when it was really playing through, I, I was I was like, you know what, I don't mind this film as much as I did when I first saw it. Yeah, You know, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe. And then I slowly started to realize why I did not like this movie. It, the one thing it suffers for me for, that no horror film can suffer from, it is a killer to a horror movie, yeah. is that it is fucking boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's fucking boring as hell. And uh, Ben Foster's great, but he's gone about maybe a quarter away through the movie. Yeah. And so... You've lost your major player, right, the, the scene stealer, yeah. right there. Um, And then uh, Mark Boone Jr., yes, who comes in, like, at the first to get a citation, you know. Yeah. I do like the scene where Josh Hartnick's like, I give him a citation so he feels like he's part of the community. Yeah. He knows he's part of something. You right. Know? he's not really giving him a serious citation. Right. Um, And then, yeah, he comes back and just fucking, he wrecked shop for just a little bit, but But even then, not enough for me to be like, yeah, because it kind of ends on a sour note. Like I kinda wish it ended with like a a, like he fucking survives the explosion just to have his neck broken by the vampire. I'm like, no, let him go out heroically. Like truly heroically. Not not as this one where they're torture they torture him a little bit more. But uh but then by the end of the movie, um yeah. I was just done. I was done and then the ending when he injected himself. See, I forgot he even injected himself. I knew yeah. he tries to fight the leader. Yeah. And uh and he somehow won, and that but is I could not remember. Good. Yeah, and it, it's no good and then but yeah, punching him through the the mouth was great. But yeah, my yeah. problem is is the good movie here is you make it the good movie here is you make the vampires shadow figures. We don't see the vampires too much. They're in the shadows. They're they're snatching you when they right. can. They they're getting you here. You don't have a lead vampire. You just have these fucking awful creatures that are out there. And you focus on your human characters, and you see their hair getting longer. You see them getting thinner. You see them wasting away because they're had. They're trying to. They have to sneak around at only certain times and and get food. And, right. and you really feel the strain of that thirty days. Instead of seeing Handsome Josh Hartnett trying the next thing that won't work. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but yeah, it just didn't work for me. And and I just yeah, I mean everything you've said that yeah. is pretty much what I was gonna say. Give me sure every state is a
0: And you know, and fuck it, just uh, refill it and do it to where like eight more than three fucking people. How fucking out of hundred and fifty three people. You know, I would love to see a town make a stand. You know, that would yeah. be really awesome. You know,
1: yeah. Like eventually, you see Josh Hartnett make a stand, and maybe more people start to rise up and say, "Oh shit, we can't kill these fucking things. Let's right. really fucking fight." And then you can have your big fucking fight at the end, and come up with a clever way for Josh Hartnett to defeat the head vampire. Yeah. Not, not, I'm going to fucking sacrifice myself in the dumbest way possible. Right. Cause he doesn't even fucking know if once he injects himself, if he'll immediately turn into a blood ravenous fucking person that has any consciousness left. He doesn't know how any of that shit works, but he seems to think, Oh, well, I can hold off long enough to fight the right. big one.
0: And, and, and to let the world God, know. Damn it, I hate this movie. Yeah. To let the world know, uh, there may be some of y'all listening out there who actually like this movie. There is a sequel. It is called 30 Days of Night, Dark Days. They could not get uh, the original girl to come back, so they got Katie Sanchez to replace her, uh, which is Stella. Uh, in this movie, uh, I watched the trailer for, uh, just because it played right after the the movie did, whenever I watched it, and... Uh,
1: yeah, have fun everyone.
0: It looks it, I like this movie's bad. The sequel, just the trailer should have a 0 on Rotten Tomatoes, okay? It's so horribly bad. So uh so yeah, it's it's I think I think they really were thinking they were going to try and build something out of this because apparently the 30 days a night thing is a big thing in the comics. They're, the Dark Horse actually has some uh, had several things going on with it at one point. I think they probably thought they had a franchise here and then it just didn't take off so they did some straight to DVD release on the next movie and then decided fuck it, we're scrapping the whole thing. Uh so yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, this was just if, bad. It was horribly
1: bad. If, if anyone likes this movie, have fun. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll see you on the next film because I'm yeah. never going to watch. I can guarantee you I will never watch 30 Days of Night again. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. Your experiment failed.
0: Yes, the experiment. Well, it let me know that, yeah, there was some stuff I watched over in the desert whenever I did have times to, you know, actually sit down and relax for a minute. That Now, I, but... Now, you got to give us credit on this one. For some reason, every time we deployed, there would be someone there that brought every Leprechaun film with them, and we would do a Leprechaun <laughs> uh, 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 marathon. And so, yeah, you know, we, we, we didn't screw it up all the time, people. We got our, you know, Leprechaun in the hood, Leprechaun in space, Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2. Leprechaun, we, got them, we got those in with it while we were over there. So, but that's well, it for me. Let's we can rate this bad boy. Uh we're gonna start a new thing this week. Hell. Yes. Um I'm gonna give it uh a four. And mind you people, four only because of uh um Mark Boone Jr. and Ben Foster. Uh <laughs> but uh, out of ten uh uh, uh trenching machines That uh, can just chop off the heads of several vampires at once.
1: Uh, In honor of Ben Foster and uh, Mark Boone Jr., I give this movie exactly one out of five perfect Josh Hartnett haircuts.
0: Yes, that never get bad throughout the entire 30 days of night. (laughs) Um. God, and and damn, mind movie. you, I'm I'm being generous with a four. I'm trying to be nice because there is apparently 50% of the world out there that likes this film. So,
1: uh, and hats yeah. off to you. Yeah. I couldn't.
0: Me, it. I'm, I, it, it, without, uh, with, uh, I gave one point each for Mark and, uh, Mark Boone Jr. and Ben Foster. So, would have been a two out of 10, uh, Trenching machines that kill several vampires at once by chopping off their heads. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's my film. Um, let's let's move on to a fantastic film that I watched right. for the first time for this show.
1: After discovering a weapon that can be used to fight the aliens, the remaining Abbott family leaves their former farm. farm home in order to find a new home and possibly other survivors. They soon run across Emmett, a fellow survivor who seems to have nothing to lose, including Hope. However, Reagan plans to head towards a a continuous radio signal to find other fellow survivors and possibly use the signal to give humans a fighting chance against the aliens in a quiet place. Part 2 from 2021. Excellent movie. I love this movie. Um, after the first movie came out, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, the original writers, they were asked to come back. Uh, however, they did not want to return as writers because they saw the first movie as just a one-off. They didn't see it as a series. And so they left. And then initially, even John Krasinski, um, star of the first one, director of the first one, did not want to explore the idea of a sequel as he also saw the first film as, as this one-off, but right. he, but he reconsidered, um, he reconsidered it basically when he started to think of the idea of, uh, Millicent, uh, uh, Millicent Simmons, who plays Reagan, right. of making her the main character and having her have a sort of, a, a quest, if you will. Um, then filming took place in 2019 with the intent to be released in 2020. Of course, in March of 2020, the world fell apart for a while. We all went a little crazy. Uh, and the world shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The movie along with several others was delayed. And there was even a question of from Paramount of whether or not they should release it um, digital straight to digital. Like a lot of films were doing at that time. Right. Uh, but Krasinski himself insisted to Paramount, like, look, wait, Audiences will return to the theater. Uh, they will, they will come back. And there were some delays, delays, delays. But eventually, Paramount was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll make sure it's a theatrical release." And it came out on May twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. The gamble paid off, and it made over two hundred and ninety seven million dollars worldwide. And was really, I remember this in the reports, was one of the first box office hits post pandemic. That yeah. like showed people wanted to get back out. They wanted to get back into the theaters. Um and as the as, at the time of this recording, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about this. There is a prequel called A Quiet Place, Day One, scheduled for a 2024 release. Mm-hmm. And a Quiet Place Part Three is set for 2025. Uh Blunt has stated that Krasinski intends to return as the third film's director at this time. I mean that may change. Right. Um but that's just my few quick notes the movie starts off with another thrilling opening we go back to day one and there's because yeah you go back to day one and it is still a quiet town and so at first you're kind of made to believe that maybe this is still the apocalyptic world but then a truck i think pulls in and there's uh there's uh john krasinski as lee abbott and so now we know we're in the past Uh, (laughs) and it says day one um And it's this thrilling thing where we see it does that great thing that's really great in zombie films, where they will hint at how it all started. Uh, Usually in a zombie film, you hear a radio. You have two good, the two protagonists, the world seems to be normal at first, and then you hear something in the background or on the radio going like, sorry, folks, we're back on air now. Uh, We don't know what happened there. Click, and they'll turn the radio off, and then eventually everything will hit the hit the fan. Well, in this one, we see like things fall. They're at a baseball game and then we see something falling in the distance. And so they are like, okay, let's leave here. And then eventually bam, the aliens fucking hit man. They hit hard. And so you've got Emily Bunt and uh, the other two kids in the truck. And I think uh, Lee is with Reagan. I think at that point, and they get into a diner and with some other people, and Lee is the first one to catch on that like these bugs can hear everything. Yeah. Uh but of course no one else can they panic and it's it's insanity and there's a great chase sequence. Meanwhile Emily Blunt uh, uh Evelyn in her car, she starts backing away because the bus is attacked and it starts to go back and there's this great shot that's from behind her in the car and it's the aliens crawling slowly out of the 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 bus while she's going back in reverse as fast as she can. Right. And, um, and it's just thrilling. And then eventually, uh, bam, we're, uh, I think we hear a gunshot go off and we're back in the present and we're at the end of the first movie where they've discovered how to stop the aliens. And they decide their next logical step, which is, this is what I love about the movie is that, um, they're leaving home. That is not only compromised, um, but now they have a weapon that gives them a chance, which of course, if you remember the first one, uh, and I'm spoiling the shit out of this film, I'm going to tell people, um, the hearing aid, uh, a- activates at a frequency that just totally disrupts, uh, the aliens equilibrium. And therefore Evelyn can shoot them or someone can shoot them right. and kill them. And so they have a chance And it's still a dangerous world, and the aliens are still a formidable threat, because it's not an end-all solution. It's just something that, like, oh, shit, we may be able to use this as a distraction to kill them. Um, But at least now there's a fighting chance. Then they meet the greatest addition they could have made to this movie. Yes, that is
0: Robert Oppenheimer. Yes, (laughs) sir. Which is all I will call
1: him from now on, because that's
0: all he should ever be known as, because it's the greatest (laughs) film ever. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll call him by his real name for the sake of this review. Yes, yes, Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. Killian Murphy. Yes. um, And yes, to anyone who's ever called him Cillian, it's Killian. It's Irish. Get over it. Uh, (laughs) Killian, Killian Murphy is Emmett. And he is the, when we meet him, he is the opposite of Lee. Lee had a family to protect that he was also successful at protecting. And so Lee always had hope. He was always working on things to try to maybe, okay, we're not going to always just be surviving. Eventually we're going to find something and we're going to get out of this. That was Lee. Um, Emmett has lost everyone. He couldn't, he tried his best to protect his family, but he couldn't. And what's great about that is it also gives Lee a question of loyalty. You're not entirely sure if Emmett's going to help. Uh, right. At first, he, he's, he's a broken man and it's simply because he's a broken man. It's not because he's a bad man. It's because he's fucking broken. And then, but then he sees the baby. Well, the first thing he sees is that he, he sees them use the radio frequency and kill an alien. Um, And he's like, Oh shit. How did they do that? You know, like, <laughs> cause they, at this point there's no hope. Right. Um, And then eventually he brings them into his, uh, what would you call that place? It was a warehouse of some Looked sort like a steel he, mill, look like an steel old mill steel mill, mill because mill.
0: like when he jumps into that one kettle thing, that's a huge, that would have originally been hanging from the ceiling. When it would have had a, yeah, like yeah. molten steel in it that they were going to pour into a form.
1: Uh, and then they've got, there's a furnace down there where mm-hmm. he's got a, he's got a towel that he keeps it from latching. Cause when you get in it, you can make as much sound as you want because it cuts you off from the outside world, but you can only stay in there for a few seconds because of, or a few minutes or so because yeah. of the air. Cause it um, cuts you
0: off from outside air. Also, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, eventually though, when they're there, one thing that happens is, uh, Noah Jupe's character, uh, Marcus, the, uh, older son, he gets hurt. He hits a bear trap and bam, it, it, he gets yeah. injured. And so, um, but while they're helping him, they give him this sort of static to listen to, to kind of take his mind off the pain, uh, static staticky radio station. But then all of a sudden music kicks in. Um, and he's like, wait, wait, there's music here. There's music here. And then, but Emmett says, no, that's a continuous thing. It's been happening forever. It's nothing. It's don't worry about yeah. it. But, uh, uh, Reagan now sees a way to use her hearing aid to two things. One possibility of other survivors, but two, she can also take her hearing aid, maybe put it on air and it'll weaponize everyone's radios to where whoever's in range, at least, mm-hmm. um, to use against the aliens. Um, and so she heads off and Evelyn can't go. She's got the baby and she's got Marcus who's injured. So she mm-hmm. implores Emmett to go with her to go, or at least go, go find her and bring her back really. Yeah. But, and so he does and he tries to get her to go, to go back. And they have this wonderful scene when he finds her, yep. Um, where she gets, she gets back at him and th- she says the worst thing she could probably say to him at that point, which is you're not like my father. You're right. you're a broken man. And, uh, in a way, though, she, but she does con- eventually convince him, join me in going to this radio station. Let's just see if there's other survivors. We, we obviously just beat another one of these things on the train using the signal. We've got a weapon. Let's use it. And, and, um, they do. And that's when then we also find out that this is a post-apocalyptic world and not all humans are good. Yeah. And in I love it. It's one of the most thrilling scenes these people on a dock catch Emmett in a net, but it's got bells on it, so he cannot fucking move right and he just tells he tells Reagan don't move, don't move and um but sure enough, there are enough noise' caused that an a-, a couple of aliens show up and um One of my favorite scenes in this movie, Jason, I think you'll agree, is when Emmett grabs the one guy around the pole yes, and and intentionally makes noises with the bells and then dives into the water. And stabs that dude so that dude will scream.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And it's that most blood-curdling scream, except this time you love it because this guy's getting his due. Right. Um, Eventually, they do make their way to an island where there are people there. Uh, but, unfortunately, uh, an alien snuck on the boat. Uh, <laughs> and so it the climax is at the radio station, because the radio station is on the island. And, uh, sure enough, eventually she gets the radio going. Boom! Alien starts going nuts, and she has this fucking awesome moment with a pole where she fucking stabs him. Meanwhile, Evelyn and Marcus, who are back at Emmett's place... They've got the radio now, and he hears the signal. He blasts it because there's an alien trying to get to them. And uh, he shoots the alien with the pistol. And that's where the movie ends. Right. And so now we're going to get into my two... Before we talk about how great this movie is, we're going to talk about my two cons for this movie. I have two. They are not worthy enough to kill the movie. It's just they were noticeable in both times that I watched it. Due to the nature of her story, I do feel like Emily Blunt's Evelyn is kind of wasted in this movie for the second half. Yes. Because she can't go on the journey. She she can't. I mean, it's a logical story reason for why she can't go on right. the journey. And they do try to give her some stuff to do, particularly one badass scene with an oxygen tank. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. But she's largely left to take care of Marcus and the baby. And that's, uh, or as Catherine O'Hara says in Shit's Creek, the baby. Anyway, <laughs> love that show. if you haven't watched that, Jason, you need to watch it anyway. Uh, but my second con is the, and it's, 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 I'm surprised that the ending of both movies this week is, is kind of a problem for me. Yeah. I felt the movie, but this one wasn't as bad. I felt this movie ended abruptly. Yeah. When she puts the radio thing on and they and and you're supposed to feel the impact of their two kills basically right. of the aliens and she succeeded. She got the radio signal out. I would have loved to have seen maybe one more scene of some other humans tuning in. You don't have to show them killing aliens. Right, but they're tuning into this high frequency thing, and maybe they see an alien freak out, and they're like, "Oh, well, like, honestly, like, like idea bulb." Honestly, I you think know? there
0: was a reason behind that. I, I think honest, that part three is going to focus on that. I think that's yeah. it. I think that them spreading three. the word, you know, play this but signal,
1: but yeah. that still could have been a good tease of just a, again, right. you don't show other humans killing the aliens. You just show like maybe a human who's been depending on this signal, you know, because that song's like a breath of sanity, but then all of a sudden it's like, What the hell? And they Right and it starts blaring, but then they see an alien that's coming and it's freaking out. And then it just kinda like you, you you're left on a note of Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> I did tell you though though. So.
1: But, but that's a minor gripe, right. a very minor gripe. And they
0: couldn't have picked anyone better than Killian Murphy to play this part. He was perfect at it. I mean, I, he acted his ass off in this movie. And, uh, and to to watch him uh, not only see her have an interaction with someone who, yes, is the polar opposite of her father. He's given up all hope. He was not able to protect his family. He's just surviving um and he's and he's um and to watch his redemption story his redemptive arc where um excuse me um she he basically sees I love the the scene in the film where he I looks at her to and he says up. yeah he says you know y- y- when you, you were said right. I was not like your father you were right about me I'm not like your father. But you are. And that Mm -hmm. just and yeah, it was great. That was just just great.
1: And Um, it's this wonderful arc of if the first one was about a father's love for his children, this one is the arc of like someone becoming kind of a stepdad now. Yeah. To these kids.
0: Yeah, and, and needing to be redeemed and needing to have that thing that forces you to you know, not just survive that thing that forces you to to thrive, that thing that forces you to to rise above what you are, which for him was his family. He lost his family. He lost his hope. He became just someone who's just surviving. And he, you know, through them is, you know, seems to me like he's going to gain back his, you know, his purpose, you know. Right. And so uh, but yeah, the um, great movie great fucking movie you went through your cons let's uh let's talk some more here you you got some more for me
1: uh the performances are top notch the sound design is top notch there is great tension throughout the whole movie yes. there are great sequences throughout i like that we i would say saw the world but it's really more like we heard the world more through reagan where there would be just dead silence for some stretches Um, I think there was actually an original intention of having more of that, of like we were going to be more from her perspective. So it was going to be more like a silent film, but they were like, that just was a bit too much. It wasn't working, but there were these key moments where it would work. Yeah. Like the train when she's on the train and she's just trying to get the first aid kit and you see that alien come from behind and, you know, and she can't hear. And so you're right. It's one of those, I want to scream at the screen moments, you know, because it's like, look. <laughs> oh crap yep. i'm screaming at a deaf girl <laughs> but um i there was one thing where i thought they could have made i i thought they were going to make an easy mistake yeah they encounter people living on an island that are seemingly good people right. doing good things i was so afraid they were going to like have a bad reveal for those people. Yeah, like, they're just
0: going to end up. They were actually yeah. cannibals or some shit. Yeah,
1: which just would have been so stereotypical. But right. they don't go that direction at Not all. Not at in all. Fact, yeah. they, in fact, they go the direction of like, bitch, you bought an alien to our island.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's an alien. It's actually an island full of people with hope. You know, <laughs> they found out what we and we also found in the movie the aliens can't swim. So there's a there's the key. Yeah. If you, you get offshore into an island, they can't get to you. But but unless one of them gets on a boat that happens to float over to the,
1: <laughs> the <laughs> island, um, um, I love Noah Jupe as Marcus. By the way, but when he hit that, especially when he hit that bear trap, he yeah. did a great thing. But I kind of wanted someone to shoot him. Yeah, because no, I was like, yeah. stop,
0: shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up.
1: Yeah, Jesus Christ, but kid, do
0: you but not it, know? It, but that's the thing. <laughs> it's one of those moments in life where. You're going to make noise. There's going to be times where you are not going to be silent. Leg in a bear trap, definitely one of those times you're not going to be silent. I don't give a shit who you are.
1: Um, Can I just say real quick, Emily Blunt, though, because an alien does eventually show up. Right. Emily Blunt has one of the best, oh, oh, hell, but also bring it, motherfucking faces out there. Here we go. You yep. know?
0: Let's <laughs> fuck around find out, you know. Sorry. Thought there. She's great. Uh um and and I love her. You know, you could tell you know, she takes motherhood very seriously because she plays Mama Bear very well. She's gonna protect her brood. She, you know, mm-hmm. she ain't fucking around. Um but yeah, she's she has uh, that's one of the things about uh, Killian Murphy and her both. They have such expressive faces. They they yeah. really do, you know. And it's uh, it's really amazing that yeah these this both the movies A Quiet Place I did here you know what a couple of weeks ago three weeks ago a Quiet Place two amazing. Um, I would never had the chance to just. Mainly because I'm just, I'm so damn busy and I just never took the time to sit down and watch it. And I'm so glad you forced me to by picking it as your movie because it's such a damn good movie.
1: And man, this movie made me want to go back because if people don't remember out there, Killian Murphy got to start in the horror genre. Well,
0: I'm going to tell you right now. Let me go go ahead ahead. and tell you this watching 28 or or watching a quiet place, uh, part two. My movie next week is Twenty Eight Days Later. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. I, because I, I saw him in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's in one of my most favorite horror movies of all fucking time."
1: It, it's. Yeah. Uh, it was not my pick, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, all I was going to say is one day I'm going to have to pick Twenty Eight yeah. Days Later. But never mind. Uh, we're going. to We're going
0: to watch it. it, and we're both going to review the shit out of it. And it. And, and folks, get ready. For a gush fest, okay, because JT and I are both probably going to go nuts on this movie whenever we talk about it.
1: It's one of the key movies that brought the zombie genre back in the yes. 2000s.
0: Yeah, people think uh, uh, Walking Dead did that. No, 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 really. no. no.
1: It, it, for true it,
0: horror fans, its it was road was edits. paved. Yes,
1: its road was paved with this yeah. and a couple other movies, but it was uh, so movie, Walking
0: Dead could run.
1: Yeah, <laughs> actually 28 days later ran, so Walking Dead could walk. Yeah, yeah, it's oddly enough,
0: that is true. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, we won't talk any anymore about that because we're going to get to it next week. So. Um, so
1: I say I think we're ready to rate this movie because I could go on forever yeah. and ever about it. I mean, it's a great, great follow up. It's one of those rare sequels that more than lives up to the original. Yes. You know, my few my quibbles that I mentioned earlier. Minor um it's just stuff I note. and I'll be I honest. Mean, you know
0: unlike uh uh in, in this is one of the reasons why I brought up thirty days of night's uh uh sequel, unlike thirty days of night, where I don't wanna be in this fucking world anymore, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with it anymore uh a quiet place to hear that there's a third one coming to hear that there's a prequel coming uh yes. I, I, of course, have the thought of, yeah, they're going to overdo it. It's going to be fucked up. However, I don't care. I want more of this world. I want to see more of what's going on with these aliens and all. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and rate this bad boy. Uh, what what you got for me?
1: I give A Quiet Place Part 2 uh, five out of five uh, gnarly bear traps nice. that you should avoid.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, I give it uh, uh, five out, or ten out of ten. Uh, 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 airtight furnaces uh, that <laughs> that p- protect you from making sounds that it'll hear, but also will make you suffocate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which that is a that is a great that is kind of what they give Evelyn to do. She's got to yeah. get back to him because right. he accidentally shuts the damn thing. Yeah, and it's him and the baby. Yes. Uh, but uh um yeah just it's just a fantastic movie uh i'll be honest i've been working on the special yep so i have not been writing for the blog so i don't have any new articles i did it i did some quick reviews on my facebook page for the three films i talked about earlier yep. but i'm gonna get back to that uh to writing on the blog because I'm pretty much done with the special. Jason and I just need to sit down and record it. I've got the yeah. template for it and everything. So, uh, I'm ready for it. Jason, you've already announced your film for next week. Yep. Uh 28 Days Later. Fucking perfect. I've been wanting to rewatch that movie really since Oppenheimer because I watched Oppenheimer and I was like, God damn, Killian Murphy's just the best. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but for me, uh, next week, We're going back to 1990, and it's a film written and directed by Clive Barker that ain't called Hellraiser. And if that doesn't tell you, Jason, what we're fucking watching, we are watching 1990s Nightbreed. Fuck
0: yes. It's about goddamn time we gave this movie its due.
1: I bought the, I just recently got the Shout Factory release which has the director's cut which yeah. I'm interested in seeing like what the fuck I may was, actually I have mean to
0: order that was different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I think it actually may be available somewhere. I mean yeah. I know you want it but I I think, yeah. I think I did see it available somewhere to stream I'm in sure case is, You so. need access. But I mean the movie where your bad guy is David Cronenberg more on that later. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, it's a, that's a movie that's that, actually one that you showed me. I yeah. don't, I guess you rented it from the store because I remember sitting in your bedroom to watch. Yeah, and, I, I, and also
0: I, there was a comic adaptation to it that I had that I read over that, and over and over.
1: Which I must have gotten from you because I read that adaptation yeah. and I owned it for years. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened to it, but uh, I lost the time. But yes, I remember and I, and what's funny is is I remember reading that comic book and seeing scenes in the comic book that were not in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, well, what happened here? I didn't my young brain didn't understand the concept that something changed between the script that the comic book writers got and the script that right. they used in the film. Yeah. Um, That's, that, I can
0: remember the first time that ever really happened to me, I read the uh book adaptation of Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, and and yeah, there's these scenes with this guy named Biggs Darklighter and there's all this other shit. And then that all gets added back into the movie. But anyway, (laughs) uh, but yeah, yeah. I remember the first time that ever happened to me where you realize that they give them the original script to do the book adaptation. So there's going to be scenes in there that are not in the movie. Um,
1: and I'll say this, this is, I'm curious how I'll react to it because I remember loving it as a kid when I watched it with you. Same with me. Yeah. I remember watching it one other time in high school when I was going through sort of a horror, uh, phase. I wanted to watch horror anything and I remember liking it in high school again, but that's been now 20 years. So now I'm curious, uh, if it will hold up as much as I want to, and I'll be introducing yep. it to Courtney. Oh, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, my my roommate, Courtney, we watch horror films all the time, and um, so, yeah, I'll be introducing that to him soon. Uh, now, again, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know when we'll get to the next regular episode, because we may end up scheduling yeah. to record... The special, because I want that out on Halloween Day. Yeah, I mean that's got a set may, like date. I think
0: so. I think we'll probably. I'm not going to guarantee or promise anything, but yeah, I think we might be able to get in a regular episode and the special for sure. I I think we can too, yeah. but it's just I've our schedule some sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah, our schedule sometimes kind of get in the way. So, yeah. um which hey, that's fine. Yeah. Like I don't it just I I know anyone potentially wanting a consistent date we will get there eventually but right now i'm just digging that we do this at all right um you know and uh people watch horror films during this month well hell this is just a regular month for me so yeah <laughs> i uh i i was literally asked of, uh, what i wanted on a christmas list and it was all horror films it, it was yeah. all horror films so there you go so next week on uh, or well next week uh i'll just say on the next episode yeah we will have uh nightbreed from 1990 and then uh 2002 i think 2002 28 days later 28 days later so uh i think i'm good jason i mean we have definitely i think we've reached more than the hour yeah we have
0: um and- as for me just uh everyone out there uh jason underscore comedy, jason underscore johnson comedy on instagram that's where you'll find any dates i have i have one i'm fixing to announce and the whole nine yards uh other than that um yeah uh i guess uh remember till next week love each other bye
1: later